How have some of these Sharks prospects started their seasons? We're going to look at the 2023 draft, 2022 draft class, and then the 20, basically whoever's left over that's not in San Jose. So all that and more on today's episode. Your Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite team in the Bay Area. My name is J.D. Young, and I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen. Proudly a part of the Locked on Network, we cover your team every day. And if you want to be an everyday, all you have to do is just follow along wherever you get podcasts, or you can subscribe on YouTube as well, or do both. Both is great. Um, I know the Sharks play the Canucks tonight at 7.30, and the Sharks are looking for their first win. Uh, you can catch every second of the Sharks' hometown broadcast for the Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search Sharks. But we're going to be digging into how the prospects are looking because uh, you and I both know it's been a tough start for the Sharks. So we're going to dig into how, like I said, basically anybody who's not in San Jose or kind of going to how their seasons have started so far this year. So um, before we get into Will Smith and the 2023 draft class, uh, I do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you guys by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Uh, right now, new customers get 150 bucks and bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks. If your team wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. So, um, like I said, we're going to start with the, the 2023 draft class. And, of course, we have to start with the fourth overall draft pick in one uh will smith and how his season has started uh, so far in boston college and i probably watched about three i would say three of will smith's games this season um trying to make sure this year i'm watching uh as many of the prospect games as i can kind of fit in and you know of course going to prioritize um bigger names like one will smith so uh, Will Smith this season has started uh, in his six games. He has four goals, four assists with 17 shots on goal. He is currently third, um, third in, among NCAA freshmen uh, in scoring. Uh, Macklin Celebrini, hopefully future shark, uh, is leading the way. But uh, with Smith so far, what I've seen is he's contributing offensively, um, but he's not kind of maybe driving play as much as you would like. But you have to remember, right? He is a 18-year-old freshman playing NCAA hockey for the first time. So, you know, there's kind of that, like, yeah, maybe he's not kind of driving the play as much as he like, but he's still producing, uh, which is good. So you're hoping that once he kind of gets a little bit more, his feet under him a little bit more, is able to kind of establish his game a little bit more, that the production will continue to grow um, so far this season. But I think you have to be so far so good with Will Smith. I think he's also had a lot of missed opportunities. Um, usually every game I watch, he's on a breakaway or has an opportunity to score. And he just hasn't been able to convert some of those. So, um, um, again, we'll see as, uh, as the, the big question is, can he play in his own zone? And I, so far I've seen, he's played pretty solidly in his own zone, but I think it's a really, really positive start for Will Smith. Um, again, he is third among freshmen in scoring 
and I don't think he's really kind of established his game yet. So once he, the season kind of, as he kind of gets into the groove and, and continues to add some more weight and muscle, uh, you have to feel pretty, pretty good about where Will Smith's game is going. So uh, next of course is one Quentin musty who the sharks picked um, in the first round. Thanks to the Timo Meyer uh, pick. And these numbers are before his game on Wednesday night. So throw another goal and an assist on there as well. Um, in seven games, he's got three goals, seven assists and 27 shots. And Musty is playing on a super awesome line with one Dalbert Dvorsky, uh, who was a top pick in, in this last draft. And um, Musty, so I watched a, a couple games of Musty, and you can tell just how dominant physically he can be. Um, the game tonight wasn't his best game. It felt like he was a little bit off on, on times, just maybe kind of cheating off the defensive zone a little bit or just not connecting on Pat. Like, it's just one of those games where, you know, it's just not your best game. But what makes him so special is um, in the clutch, he scores in overtime. And this is his second game-winning overtime goal he's had this year um, because he's a special player. And even when the game's not going his right, he can still step up in big-time minutes. Uh, and so um, I expect uh, Musty to continue to just fill out the stat sheet this this season as he plays uh, with some qu- top-quality talent on that first line. So, um, again, Feeling good about Musty uh, right now. So next, Casper uh, Haltonen, who is absolutely dominating in the London uh, with the London Knights. Um, so he in twelve games has nine goals and two assists with twenty seven shots on goal. Um, he has been just cashing in on goals and that's what you would expect right especially after playing in the oh or playing uh against men last year in finland in the liga and then coming and playing against lesser competition um against kids his age right um and i think the ohl game suits him with how kind of quick it is and the speed um he's picking up a from what i've got games i watched of him definitely pick up with the speed and, and the pace of the game um he's had some beautiful goals just like absolute like toe drag curl just destroying goalies right now and he's on pace for 50 goals and the way he's shooting the puck right now i don't see why casper halton can't be a 50 goal scorer in the ohl um and then it's just can you continue to round out the rest of your game so uh london's an absolute wagon and he's probably gonna be he's gonna be a top contributor for london this year but um so far, so good with him with his early season. Um, I think the big thing for him is how do you continue to grow and develop your game? And I think London is very good at developing their players, so I'm not worried about um, that aspect of it. So um, next, Brendan Savota. Um, I have not got a chance to watch any Youngstown games this year, unfortunately. Uh, I know he's been injured and, and has missed the last couple of games, uh, but so far this year he's got nine games, two goals, two assists, and 17 shots on goal as well. Um, so I know he's been playing kind of mostly third line minutes still. So you're hopefully when he gets back from his injury, can continue to rise up, um, kind of the depth chart and play some more top six minutes. But, um, again, the production is, is there, especially for playing those bottom six minutes right now. So, um, hopefully he gets, uh, his injury isn't too long-term and he's able to come back here soon. So, uh, Luca Cagnoni. Um, I've watched a couple Portland games this year. Um, those guys are an absolute wagon. Um, and he is a big reason why. So in his 10 games, they have two goals, 13 assists, 47 shots on goal. Um, 
I did double check that. Uh, but yes, 47 shots on goal for Luca Cagnoni. Um, he has been playing kind of top minutes for, for Portland and he's been playing all situations and he's doing exactly what you want to do, which is dominate on an awesome team and be the reason why your team is good. Not just kind of, uh, like not riding coattails. He is definitely a a driver of play um so far on, on why this Portland team is very, very good. So um just keep doing what you're doing, Luca. Uh I'm I cannot wait for you to continue to, to your development. So Next, Axel Landon. Um, I have not gotten a chance to watch too many, or I haven't gotten a chance to watch any HV71 games, unfortunately. Um he is Good, but the good thing for him, he is playing in the SHL. Remember, he is 18-year-old defenseman. Um, he just signed a contract extension uh, as of today that'll keep him in the SHL through the 24-25 season, which is perfectly fine, right? We know he's not coming over to play anytime soon. So let him just kind of go up there, go stay over there and continue to rape him. Um, he's played 14 games, no points so far, does have six shots on goal. Um, and he's been playing kind of about you know, under 10 minutes a game. But again, he's he's getting a chance to play against men and he's a fifth round pick for the Sharks. So um, just let him keep him over there, keep him on the back burner, let him continue to do what he's doing right now. So um, Eric Polkamp uh, over at uh, Medji State this year. Um, I haven't watched any of his college games. I did watch like some of the, uh, you know, when he, like the Team USA stuff. And we, way back, uh, we had, uh, we kind of did a, a, a podcast on him over the summer. Um, but haven't got a chance to watch Bemidji State, but six games in, uh, does have a goal and two assists with 24 shots on goal. We know how, if you go back to his draft profile, uh, he, does like to he's a physical defenseman who can also um add some scoring touch and production so um he's starting his first year seems like uh, things are going off uh going up pretty well to, to start with him so continue uh continue that uh eric uh david clee playing uh another season in the ushl haven't uh got to watch much ushl this year uh 12 games two assists uh two goals excuse me five assists 25 shots on goal uh for him again as a over kind of over ager in the uh ushl um this should be a year where he continues to kind of dominate before he heads off to college so uh and then finally from the 2023 draft uh igor Rimashevsky, uh, he's playing in the KHL, which is good to see, especially as a, a seventh round pick. Um, we know he, his offense, uh, if you remember his draft profile, uh, I think it was, you've never seen a guy who loves to cheat for offense more than him, uh, which is awesome to me. But 13 games, uh, three assists and eight shots on goal. Um, and he hasn't been playing too, too much in the KHL. I think he's, you know, probably around that uh, seven to eight minute mark, but he is, has been contributing uh, with, with three assists so far. So uh, good for him to kind of get some more of, uh, get some more, hopefully get some more time in the KHL and continue his development. So um, we'll continue with the 2022 uh, draft class here in just one second. But first, I want to tell you guys about our good friends over at Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Um, Tomas Hurdle could score 50 goals. Maybe maybe the Sharks will score 50 goals as a team this year. Um, the Sharks could 
Definitely not. Maybe they can win the Stanley Cup, or not the Stanley Cup, but maybe they can win the first pick in the draft. And you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app on the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is the number one choice for Daily Fantasy Sports, and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. Um, all you got to do is just pick Either you can pick awesome, amazing superstars, or you can pick players on your team. Um, so maybe you want to pick like Capo Kakinen on plus saves um, would be something I would lean towards or because of Sharks hemorrhage shot. So uh, all you got to do is pick whatever player uh, you want, and they'll record more or less in the sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. Again, just pick the Sharks goalies on over on saves, and you'll probably feel good. Uh, to win a 100 times bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Sharks fans. You can win 100 times your money playing Daily fantasy hockey with sleepers to start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code Locked On NHL and you'll get a hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code Locked On NHL. See sleepers terms of use for details and location availability. All right, so we're going to continue with the 2022 draft class. Um, so this was Mike Greer's first draft class as he was, of course, uh, hired like 20 minutes before the actual draft. Um, so we got to start with one Phil Beestead, who the Sharks, of course, uh, picked at the end of the first round after trading back from Arizona. Um, Beestead, I've watched a, a few of the Lingo Ping games. Uh, those are usually the games I try to catch with the SHL because the Sharks have two players there. So it's a two for one. Um, but Beestead. 15 games, four goals, two assists, 26 shots on goal. Um, what I've seen from him is he's been very up and down, um, kind of very lazy, I would say, at a time. Again, I've only watched, I think I've seen maybe three or four games as a small sample size, but this is just what I've seen from watching him. Um, a little bit kind of, I don't want to say lazy, but like a little lackluster in his own zone, you know, maybe getting back, uh, maybe kind of playing, you'd like him to play a little bit harder defense, especially if he's going to be a center. And I still project him to be a center uh, for the Sharks, but um, you'd want to see him play a little bit harder, at least, in, especially in his own zone defensively. But uh, you're starting to see the production start to to tick up a here a bit for him. So um, hopefully now that he's getting a little bit more into the rhythm of the season. I think they started him at the one C, moved him down to two C, and I think that's probably the better spot for him right now is playing that two speed two C spot. Um, and then maybe as the season goes on, maybe try giving him another shot at, at the first one C. So um, Cam Lund, who the Sharks picked in the second round. Um, watched one of his games today. I watched actually his last game uh, when they played Merrimack, who was uh, both teams were ranked. Um, he's got four in four games. He's got a goal, uh, five assists of 17 shots on goal. Um, Lund, I was really, I came away really impressed with his game. I thought he was very active, especially um, as a transition guy, um, getting the puck out of the zone and then shooting, having really high quality shots. Um, the production it's, I mean, he's got six points in four games, uh, which is outstanding right now. And I think you're going to see him continue to produce because, uh, Cam Lund, he is a very important part to this Northeastern team. And, um, like he's playing kind of up on the point on the power play with the defenseman, um, helping to kind of distribute the puck and take shots there. And again, his 
especially like on the four check and his ability to get the puck into the zone and keep the puck. Um, it's, it's huge. Again, this is anecdotal, but it felt like 75% of the time he tried to get the puck into this, like carry the puck into the zone. He succeeded in doing it again. It was just one game, but I, against another ranked opponent, I was really impressed with Lund's game, that game. So um, good, good things to see there. And if he can start to hit the back of the net a little bit more, uh, the Sharks might've really found something with Lund. So uh, next is Matthias Havlet, who in 15 games this year has zero goals, but six assists with 22 shots on goal. Um, I've been pretty impressed w- with Havlet so far, and he's been kind of rising up the st- kind of the, the depth chart for Linko Ping. I think he was kind of a third pair, and he's been kind of working his way up. Um, really see it in the offensive zone, his ability to create um, offense in the offensive zone, keep make a sustained offense. You see him on the power play. Um, you know, so gotta I think still needs to kind of work on his in his own zone a little bit, but that's again from the limited viewings I've seen, though I, I'm pretty impressed with with Havlet and where where his game is is headed right now. So uh Michael Fisher, so I did watch the Northeastern game um today. Little up and down with him. We know he is a very, very raw prospect. Like he is one who you're going to expect him to be there all four seasons and then probably play some time in the AHL. Um, like he is a very, very raw prospect, but you can see the flashes. Um, they don't really give him much opportunity offensively right now. Like his partner usually does most of the work with kind of carrying the puck and kind of being the, the initiator of offense. Um, but you do see some of the flashes. Um, you can see, See, he's a willing defender and he's trying hard in his own zone. Um, I think some of the positioning's still a little bit off, but again, very raw prospect who's continuing to kind of work on things. Um, does have a goal in on one shot in his four games this season. So um, and remember, it's his, he's a freshman. This is his first season uh, playing in the NCAA, and he's played four games. So, um, but you can see you can see the pieces are, are potentially there for him. Mason Bowpit. <sighs> Oof. Um, he's playing in the BCHL um, and Langley, um, and he's played one game with them. So uh, he had, basically he's playing with the uh, last year with the Winnipeg Ice. They moved to Wenatchee, I think, um, and they kind of just dissolved the contract. I think it was a parting of the ways. Um, and Bopitz played one game. He has 808 save percentage with 513 goals allowed and 21 saves on, I think, on he gave up five goals on 26 shots. So um, the Sharks have a decision to make with Bopit at the uh, next summer um, if they want to sign him or like we saw at Ben Gaudreau, kind of let his rights go. Um, and I honestly don't see how the Sharks sign him, especially if you're playing in the BCHL, which is usually kind of a stepping stone league towards the NCAA, right? Um, Eli Barnett, who we'll talk about later, played in the, there and before heading to uh, University of Vermont. Um it's it's just been a tough kind of tough go for since he got drafted from Mason Bopit, which is really really kind of a shame because uh, I really liked he seemed like a great kid, um, put up quality numbers before getting drafted, but something something is not clicking now. And uh, like I said, I would at, at this rate, I don't see how the Sharks would offer him his, an ELC. So um, yeah, it's poor Mason Bopit. So 
Uh, Jake Furlong, the 2022 fifth-round pick with Halifax, uh, the captain of the Halifax Mooseheads this year. 13 games, uh, no goals yet, but does have nine assists, playing kind of top minutes. Haven't watched a – actually, I've watched one, I think, Halifax game. Uh, he's a big, big, big contributor for, for the Mooseheads, playing top minutes, defensive minutes, playing in all situations. Um, earned his ELC. I thought he looked good um, in the times that we got him – Got, got to watch him during the summer. Uh, I'm excited about Furlong. I think he is uh, projecting to be a quality kind of, you know, four, five, six defenseman for the Sharks in the future. So, um, yeah, just continue to do what you're doing over there, Jake. Uh, and before we continue doing what we're doing, uh, we're going to finish up the end of the 22 uh, draft and kind of look at what everyone else is doing here. Um, here in just... One second. If you guys are hiring, you guys need Indeed. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could do the same thing with your business team? If you're building a roster to win the league, you need Indeed. Uh, Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. You don't have to spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills. You can do that all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match. You can do assessments. You can do virtual interviews. And if you hate waiting, because who likes waiting? Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed's employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. So Indeed knows when you're growing your business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications uh, that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash LockedOn to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire. You need Indeed. And when you guys are done looking for jobs, maybe you want to uh, go check out our friends over at FanDuel where you can score early uh, this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers can get $150 back in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. It's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, overs, unders, um, Tyreek Hill, anytime touchdown against his old team. That's all I'm saying. So visit uh, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, uh, let's finish off the uh, 2022 draft class uh, here with our friend Joey Maldoni, who's been on the podcast um, he is playing at the University of Connecticut. Um, got to watch a couple highlights. Haven't got a chance to watch a University of Connecticut game, unfortunately. Uh, eight games does have two assists, 12 shots on goal. So you love to see the aggressiveness there uh, from Aldoni. Um, and he seems to be kind of fitting in. I know he's kind of playing those middle six minutes right now. And that's, I think, a good spot for him to start again. Remember uh, our good friend Billy Sullivan talking about start playing in the NCAA is like a gauntlet, right? And a lot of these 18-year-old kids or 19-year-old kids, they're especially as freshmen, they're trying to figure things out right now. Um, so 
any production you're seeing, especially early on, is a good thing for for him. So I think, um, again, another one of those guys, let, just let him play his four years and you kind of figure things out um, after that. So uh, Eli Barnett, who we mentioned earlier, the seventh round pick, uh, he's playing at the University of Vermont. Haven't watched any Vermont games. Sorry, guys. Uh, three games, got no goals, assists, shots on goals. So um, good stay-at-home defenseman. So we'll see how his uh, transition goes at the University of Vermont. And then finally, from the 2022 draft class, Reese Labach, um, seventh-round pick, of course, from San Jose. Uh, six games, two goals, zero assists, but 14 shots on goal. Uh, again, kind of playing those middle six minutes for Penn State right now. Um, and you love to see the goals in the production uh, at an early stage. So um, going to try to watch some uh, Penn State game here really soon. He's on, he's on the calendar here to watch soon. So... Um, yeah, so that is the 2022 draft overall. I think you're, you're feeling good, especially about Cam Lunn. Um, I know B sids had a little bit up and down, but I still feel really good about where B sids developments at, and he will be in San Jose at the end of, as soon as the SHL season's over, I think he will be over here in San Jose playing. Um, so I think you overall you got to feel good about where where this draft class is heading and how they're especially with all the college kids kind of how they are starting their their college season. So, um, all right, let's go into kind of everybody else. So I didn't want to talk about you know if you're in like the San Jose the Barracuda or with the Wichita Thunder like we we cover those guys a lot. So I kind of wanted to focus more on the rest of these guys. So Theo Jacobson, um, the 2021 six round pick, um, he got loaned. So he was playing with Moto and he got loaned to Vesker. Yeah. He got loaned to a different team in the hot house. And he's been absolutely lighting it up over there in 13 games. He's got three goals, six assists so far with 25 shots on goal. Um, that, Again, another one of those like let them simmer type of guys um, and see if you have something here soon. So I think his signing rights are the uh, so June 1st, 2025. So the Sharks will have to offer him a contract by then. Uh, so we'll kind of see see what happens there. Uh, Evgeny uh, Kashnikov, so he was a 2021 seventh round pick, a very tall defenseman who played in the queue, and then uh, he's been playing in the KHL the past two seasons. 23 games, uh, no goals, no assists, 26 shots on goal. He has seen his ice time go up uh, to about, I think it's right around 18, a little under 18 minutes a game. Um, we'll see if he ever comes over. I would just assume he's probably just going to stay over in the KHL and carve himself out a nice career over there. So it would be my guess. Timofey Switzerov, seventh round pick uh, in the 2020 draft from uh, playing with the University of Vermont. Uh, he has four goals or four games. He's got one goal, uh, 10 shots on goal. Um, he, like Alex Young, who we're going to talk about here in a second, uh, the Sharks have to kind of make a decision on both these guys by August 20, or sorry. Uh, Spitzeroff, uh, they have till 2025, so he's got one more year of eligibility. Alex Young, who we'll talk about here in a minute, it's a little bit different, but um, I, I he's not really produced much. And I'm again, I, I don't see it from what I've seen from him in the past, I don't really see it with him. So, and then Alex Young, who transferred uh, from Colgate to Arizona State. 
State. Um, another seventh round pick from that 2020 draft class. Six games, three goals, and assists with nine shots on goal. Um, the Sharks do have until August uh, 15th uh, of 2024, so next summer, to decide if they want to tr- uh, sign him or if it feels like he may be not in their plans, we can maybe see where he gets his rights traded, um, just like Henry Thrun. But um, so we'll we'll see with with Alex Young. Uh, he has been a kind of you know a, a pretty good scorer in his college career. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he signs and is makes his. Uh, I think it would be much like Thrun, where he'd probably go have to go straight to the uh, NHL. But that NHL team, that Sharks team is going to look way different than what we see right now. So um, that is uh, that is everybody who I think is chance to potentially come back and play for the Sharks um, at some point. But uh, yeah, so overall, I think you got to feel good about how some of these guys are starting. Um, some of the guys like Will Smith, you know. They're getting production and they still were kind of figuring out a lot of the details of the game. So I think that's a good sign that they're still getting production. So once they kind of figure out the rest of those details, like you could potentially see their production going up and up. Um, and, you know, I think of all these college guys, right? It's such a hard start uh, that switch from either USHL or wherever you were playing before to have to go play NCAA where the game is. You know, you see 22, 23, it's a lot of times you're seeing AHL quality play um, over there and they're they're kind of figuring their footing out. So any production you're getting this early in the season, I think it's a very good sign for, for a lot of these players. So um, that's going to be it for me today. We'll be back tomorrow where we will uh, cover the Sharks as they play the Canucks. Hopefully they get that first win um, or not, whatever. I mean... You guys know what this season is. So, um, so yeah, make sure you guys are following along wherever you get podcasts. And of course you can subscribe on YouTube as well. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at locked on sharks. You can follow me on Twitter at my fry hole and until tomorrow. Bye friends.